Hi, this is your host Radhika Chirmamilla. Please welcome to my podcast Toastmaster Journeys. Today, I'm very excited to have Don D Half as our honored guest. Don is currently the District 40 Program Quality Director and in the last 10 years he has served as Club Growth Director, Assistant Program Quality Director, Public Relations Manager, Area Director and Club President. He was also an international speech contest semi-finalist in Las Vegas in 2015. In July, he will embark on his most challenging role at as district director and is looking for passionate Toastmasters to join the team. Don enjoys meeting and mentoring members and sharing his experience and insights by speaking at events around the district. He is passionate about helping others achieve their goals and believes that Toastmasters is an incredible resource and clubs are vibrant places for new and existing Toastmasters to thrive and succeed. Don works in the corporate communications department of American Electric Power in downtown Columbus, Ohio. As a principal architect, he plans and executes various video and technology initiatives such as 360 video drones, virtual reality and live video production and streaming. He's also involved in several non-profits such as Operation Feed, Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Central Ohio and Habitat for Humanity. I have met Don few times during TLI events virtual and in person. When I talked to Don first time, it was clear to me that he is a great communicator and has immense impact on people around him. He is a natural leader and possesses excellent communication skills. Many Toastmasters including me aspire to be a great communicator and leader like Don. Now let's welcome Don D Half. Thank you Radhika, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for coming here. Don, tell us about your Toastmaster journey. How did it start? Was there a specific goal you were trying to accomplish at that time? That's a wonderful question. When I started in Toastmasters, it was because of a table in the lobby where I work. So, it works. If you're thinking about putting up a table to recruit people, it works. I'm testament to that. <clears throat> it was something that I didn't know about at the time and fortunately those working the the table, the booth were able to explain it well and it piqued my interest. I at the time I was thinking about moving professionally from an individual contributor to more of a leadership role and I didn't have experience I didn't know a lot about what it took to be a leader of a team and so what piqued my interest about Toastmasters was the ability to learn leadership skills and have an opportunity to practice those leadership skills. Now if I'd known then all the different leadership positions that I would have taken on I might not have done it. But at the time I was very excited to have a place where I could learn experientially mm-hmm. about leadership and 
have the ability to lead teams and, and expand those skills. It's often easy for me as a engineer and as a programmer and as a electronics engineer by trade to get caught in the details and constantly mm -hmm. think about what the solution is going to be or how I can improve the process. And I wanted to learn more about zooming out and thinking more strategically and thinking about the solution from the standpoint of others and seeing the solution from the standpoint of long-term success, which was something that I wasn't able to do at the time. So I joined Toastmasters to build those leadership skills. And I quickly found that what I actually enjoyed a lot of was writing and delivering speeches and telling stories. So I got a little off track at the beginning and went down the route of doing speeches. And I had an opportunity to compete in Las Vegas very shortly after I joined. I started out by becoming club president my very first year, which was a daunting task. And then after a few years, I had my experience speaking in Vegas. But then I had the opportunity then to move into more leadership roles as an area mm -hmm. director and then moving into district leadership. So I've had the opportunity to fill that the goal of learning leadership skills. I still get caught mm -hmm. up in the details, but I'm, I'm working on those leadership skills that I set out to do. And I, I feel like I've made good strides. It's, it's a wonderful organization to teach you those skills. And there are a lot of others around you that, that can help. Wow, what an incredible journey. Starting from a Toastmasters table booth at your office to now going to serve as an incoming district director, I must say your journey speaks for the goals you wanted to accomplish and how you have achieved them successfully. It's truly inspiring. You have uh, served in different roles at club level, area level, division and district level. So what do you think your um, you know, most challenging role or responsibility you have undertaken in Toastmasters? Any of the leadership roles have been challenging. It's certainly challenging when you start in Toastmasters to work on yourself in any capacity, whether it's leadership or communications. Mm -hmm. But your communications journey ends up being very introspective and you're trying to build your personal skills. Obviously, you're you're allowing others to evaluate you and give you feedback on your communication journey. But once you start in leadership, you very quickly realize that it's not about you. It's about serving others. <laughs> and I think that's what's very unique about Toastmasters as compared to business leadership. Of course, there are leaders in companies that are very focused on their people and are, are very supportive. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it's about the bottom line. It's about doing the job that you're set out to do. It's about 
goals and company objectives. But in Toastmasters, it really is about the members. The members are first and everything we do in leadership from club leadership on up is focused mm -hmm. on the member. So that's what's challenging about any leadership in Toastmasters is turning your focus outward and learning what others need and how you can best serve them. So given that, club growth director was certainly my most challenging role mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons, but mainly because we expect a lot from our club growth directors. And club growth director is your very first experience in the three leadership roles that Toastmaster sets out as the, the three top leadership roles. And so you're coming in as a new leader at that level, and you also have a lot of responsibility. So it's challenging to come up to speed and to learn what your role in leadership mm -hmm. is. And the role of a club growth director is essentially building new clubs and strengthening existing clubs, which is the most difficult thing to do in the mm -hmm. Toastmasters district. Finding where new club opportunities exist and building the support and the infrastructure to charter those clubs and mentor them through their early formative years or months and instill the values in their leadership that will help them be successful long term there's a lot that goes into that and it can't be done just by the club growth director it has to be done by a team mm -hmm. and one of the biggest resources for club growth directors that are club coaches. And we need a lot of them. And it's always challenging to find individuals who are willing to take on that role and be a coach uh, for, for clubs and for club sponsors and mentors as well, those roles for, for new clubs. So having that core of volunteers, if you will, to, to help clubs is challenging. And it's, again, it's not something that you're always prepared to do when you first get into leadership roles. Building up a team and motivating that team to help you get the work done is something that you mm -hmm. learn over time. And building those new clubs and strengthening the existing clubs is a full-time job. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you're also learning how to interact with other leaders division directors and area directors with the rest of the leadership team. So it's really a trial by fire kind of position where you're thrown in and you have a lot of goals, very specific goals around the DCP goals of the district. So a lot of numerical goals that you, you are expected to, to try to hit mm -hmm. and you have to get everyone else to buy into that. And for me, it was even more difficult during a pandemic hmm. with clubs that traditionally met in person now having to meet online or not meeting at all. Mm -hmm. It certainly was difficult to strengthen those existing clubs, 
but it was even more difficult to build new clubs to try to convince individuals to start a new club without the ability to meet in person mm -hmm. because we weren't as used to it then as we are now. Mm -hmm. And the prospect was very daunting for people. Toastmasters is really built around the idea of community and mm -hmm. in person and talking to one another and shaking hands and looking yeah. into each other's eyes. And we've come a long way in trying to support the idea of Toastmasters clubs virtually and hybrid. But at the beginning of the pandemic, mm -hmm. it was difficult. people's minds weren't there. So doing the work of club doing the work of club growth director during a pandemic mm -hmm. was even more challenging and it, it really made me think about mm -hmm. what is the core of a club what is the mm -hmm. core motivation for people mm -hmm. and how to how to try to instill in clubs the ability to do that even yeah. during pandemic yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, it's as is the club growth director role is very challenging, uh, you know, in not under normal circumstances and coming in, you know, as into this new role and during pandemic, I can I can't imagine like the troubles and, the, uh, you know, the the amount of work um, that you guys have to you have to put in. Right. So um, and also, I mean, like you said, right. So just coming into this role, new role and, you know, getting adjusted to the new role and, uh, um, you know, understanding the responsibilities of it. I think it by itself, it takes minimum of six months. Um, and, and any role, I mean, I see the Toastmasters at Toastmasters, it, it requires at least a, a year to get used to what what you are expected out of this role. And probably I think you will be more effective if you continue to do this role, probably a, a, one more year. I don't know if we can be productive just coming into this new role and deliver something really great in the first year itself. Even uh, this is my first year as area director and I feel that I don't think I did a good job of being an area director um, because it took me a while to learn what is expected out of this role and how do I work with the clubs and uh, you know what type of help I can provide to them. So it's it took me almost solid six months to even to get to that comfort level, and um, <clears throat> and you know so now it's almost the term is over. So um, so I feel like you know it's a, some of these roles because of the. Um, you know, the amount of, uh, you know, the coordination and collaboration it requires, it probably is uh, um, unfair to expect anything to be done in the first six months. That's how I see these, uh, you know, the, the roles uh, um, and the responsibilities are. And um, now, and thank you so much for sharing the de in detail about the club growth director and some of the challenges that, uh, um, you know, that uh, anyone in that role would face and how each of the, us can really contribute uh, towards that. Um, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so I know, um, you know, when we initially start our Toastmaster journey, we are all like really excited to reach our goals very quickly, or sometimes we are overwhelmed and we may not even do anything when we start our Toastmaster journey. Um, so what was that 
you think that one mistake you have done or you have seen commonly being done um, when Toastmasters start um, in, in this platform? Sure. There's, there's a lot of mistakes we make <laughs> when we start out <laughs> and some of them we continue to make and we continue to learn from. When you start a new position at a company, you often think about what are all the roles and responsibilities. And a lot of times we think about, or we talk about with our, with our new supervisor, what's our plan? What's our, what's our, what are our goals for the year? What are our long-term goals at the company? Where do we want to go? Where do we want to move up? What other positions are we interested in? Mm -hmm. Many people don't do that in Toastmasters. And I didn't do that. I joined Toastmasters with a very short-term, very focused goal and spent a lot mm -hmm. of time working towards that goal while just dipping my feet into other experiences around me without really doing the research to find out what all is available in Toastmasters. And something that is very fundamental to that is knowing the structure of Toastmasters. It was several years into Toastmasters before I knew anything about an area director or division director mm. or the trio, or it was even longer before I knew about Toastmasters International roles and responsibilities, international director, board of directors, those things. And so my goals have changed a lot over the years mm -hmm. as I learn more about the organization and more about other people and other roles around me, other leadership roles and how they can help. I think that had I taken the time to ask questions about the entire organization mm -hmm. and to at least sketch out a plan for where I wanted to be in a few years in Toastmasters, mm -hmm. I would have been more successful. Or at the very least, I would have had goals that were more informed by an understanding of Toastmasters. I did not set out to be a club president. I started out to learn leadership roles, leadership mm -hmm. skills, but I didn't understand how I was going to do that. Mm -hmm. I, I knew that there was a book at the time, a printed book that would allow you to learn those skills, but I didn't have a good understanding that to fully learn and practice those skills, I would need to take a leadership journey through different roles and responsibilities in the organization. And had I done that, I think that I would have had a, a better understanding of what skills I was going to learn at each step along the way, or what I was going to try to accomplish along the way. So one of the the best things that people can do at the beginning of their Toastmasters journey is mm -hmm. get a mentor mm -hmm. and sit down with them and, and think a little bit long-term. 
-hmm. you may not have all the answers right away and mm -hmm. your mentor may not have all the answers right away because you're new in Toastmasters. Mm -hmm. You may not know where you, where you fit in or, or what you want to learn, but at least you have a, a starting plan. And the, the unknowns in your plan will give you some goals and what to learn, what to explore. If your mentor says that someday you should be district director mm. and you have no idea what that is or what that mm -hmm. role entails, it gives you a challenge to find out and maybe mm -hmm. talk to the current district director and know a little bit more about what they do. I think that many new Toastmasters would benefit from having more contact with other leaders outside their club so they know well, what goes on. So that was something that I wish that I had done more of at the beginning of my journey and something I would encourage others to do. Great advice. Another great point you mentioned is talk to your mentor and, uh, you know, set these goals up front. I mean, that's a great advice. I think, you know, we do that in our professional setup, but not at Toastmasters, but it is such a great thing to have such a plan, a vision and, you know, a goal to execute. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's great. I mean, that's a great advice. And I also saw one of the clubs, um, they periodically, ask every Toastmaster members, like, why did they join the club? Why did they join the Toastmasters? Just just one line, uh, just a, a refresher to, you know, just think about why did I join here? So what, what are some of the goals I was trying to accomplish? So I thought that was a, a really nice thing or a neat thing to um, have, right? Just the things we should definitely um, be able to, I think, do it very, very easily. Um, that's how I see it, yeah. And then it has so much potential or great value to all the members. And I know you have mentioned, like, you know, your why you have joined, especially, like, you know, in your professional or your uh, career-wise, like, you know, what are some of the things you wanted to achieve? Um, so how do you see that, you know, some, you know, after being part of the Toastmasters so many years? Um, so what are some of the things that, you saw that, okay, the toast, my Toastmasters experience really helped me, um, you know, in these um, times in your personal life or professional setup. Definitely Toastmasters has helped me in both of those areas. And professionally, I would say certainly leadership skills in general, but specifically understanding more about motivation and specifically intrinsic motivation because we don't have the same ability to give raises and give external motivation in Toastmasters mm -hmm. as we do in a corporate world. But finding that intrinsic motivation that pushes me, but also how to find that in others, the questions to ask of others, mm -hmm motivates you? What are your goals? How can I help you towards your goals? Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of questions that I've learned to ask, learn how to ask and how to respond to. There is a wonderful tool that's called the Leadership Compass. If you look it up online, you'll find a lot of information about it. And it breaks down motivation or 
leadership styles into four directions, north, south, east, west. And it's very useful, certainly, to be introspective and learn more about your leadership style and what you, where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are. But it really opens your eyes to think about what others' leadership styles are, what motivates them, mm -hmm. and how you can best support that style. And if you have a team and you know their style and how they like to be motivated, where they excel mm -hmm. in their leadership styles and where they need support, it helps you focus when you communicate with them, when you assign goals to them, and when you are giving them feedback on their roles. And that sort of detailed study of your team members and your, your methods of, of interacting with them has mm -hmm. really been an eye-opener for me. And Toastmasters International does a great job of providing a lot of that types of training when you join the, what's called the trio of mm -hmm. the district. You attend training twice a year and you learn a lot about interpersonal skills, conflict resolution, motivation, mm -hmm. all of those things, in addition to learning the ins and outs of your role and, and how to be successful. So I really appreciate all of the skills that I've learned around understanding motivation. Mm -hmm. And the realization that every one of those styles has strengths and more importantly, weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And being okay with what your weaknesses are realizing how to best counter them and it's a cliche to say that a leadership position can't be done alone you can't get the work done alone you need a team but understanding why that is makes it more important makes it more understandable and the reason why one person can't do it all is because you need individuals who can counter the weaknesses that you have for myself i'm i'm a west i concentrate on relationships i am very much focused on what you need on my team and how i can help you what resources i can get to make you successful but sometimes i can be a little too cautious mm -hmm. let's make sure that the solution that we're going to put together, the plan we're putting together is going to work. Make sure it doesn't upset too many people. Make sure that it helps the most people. And as I talked about before, because I'm an engineer, I can get lost in those details. And so it's important for me on my team to have those that are willing to push me to say mm -hmm. you're being too cautious or mm -hmm. those who are willing to jump instead of getting lost in the details and we mm -hmm. work with each other mm -hmm. I, I help them be more cautious and they help me be less mm -hmm. cautious mm -hmm. 
So this mm -hmm. idea of needing a team to be successful, mm -hmm. thinking about why that is, is, is really important and really brought into perspective. The more you learn about what it takes to be a leader and what it means to be a servant leader within an mm -hmm. organization like Toastmasters. So professionally, I have learned so much about thinking from others' point of view mm -hmm. and what motivates them and how to use other people's skills to complement my own. So professionally, it has made me more prepared for the leadership roles that I have been made, uh, been given within my mm -hmm. company. Now, personally, it's related. It's really thinking about other people mm -hmm. and thinking about from their point of view, which has really improved my empathy, my mm -hmm. ability to put myself in other people's shoes, mm -hmm. my ability to understand or at least ask about others' mm -hmm. motivations and challenges and how I can help. And that that helps all the time, whether it is in a, a, a relationship or with family members or just somebody that I end up talking to on a bus. Mm -hmm. That ability to think outside of myself and to think about empathy has, has really benefited me. And of course, I've improved my communication skills, which mm -hmm. certainly helps me communicate with my partner and with my family mm -hmm. and the experiences I've had in Toastmasters have given me more to talk about, given mm -hmm. me a lot of experiences to communicate with and stories to tell. Mm -hmm. And it's also given me an opportunity to encourage other people to benefit from Toastmasters, to join Toastmasters mm -hmm. and given me a better answer to why why should I join Toastmasters? What am I going to learn? Where, why do I need Toastmasters? I have a much better answer now than I did when I first joined Toastmasters and my experience mm -hmm. was limited to the club. Having had leadership experience, gone to international conventions, competed in speech contests, all of that goes into why would you want to join Toastmasters? And I've loved having those stories to tell people and say, mm -hmm. I, I think mm -hmm. based on what I know about you, I think you would benefit from Toastmasters because. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. So certainly Toastmasters has helped me both professionally and personally, and I continue to grow in both of those areas. Thank you for those great insights. Some of us are very fortunate to be surrounded by Toastmasters like you who have gone through the journey and can clearly articulate the benefit of it so we can reach and excel our goals quickly. As with any development process, it is a journey and will continue to learn and grow. As we have come to end of our podcast, just one last question. What advice do you give to someone who newly joined Toastmasters? We talked a little bit about this already. Get a mentor. Mm -hmm. certainly at least one mm -hmm. and don't be concerned about how structured that mentorship relationship is mm -hmm. just having somebody that you can talk to regularly mm -hmm. is important mm -hmm. if it's 
if you have a list of topics that you're going to talk about each week, great. If you mm -hmm. have worked out a plan with your mentor, great. But if not, that's okay too. And you can develop that relationship over time. Don't be afraid to switch out mentors. Don't be afraid mm -hmm. to have more than one mentor. I, I think mentorship is something that Toastmasters in general can get mm -hmm. better at. Mm -hmm. Clubs can always improve at. Mm -hmm. And it's powerful. Mm -hmm. And like I said, put together a plan. We mm -hmm. talked a little bit about learning more about the organization, learn more about what resources are available to you mm -hmm. in your club and mm -hmm. in district and in Toastmasters International. Mm -hmm. Raise your hand and say yes whenever you can. <laughs> say, of course, say, yes, I'll do table topics. Yes, mm -hmm. I'll sign up for a speech. Yes, I'll be a part of the speech contest. Yes, mm -hmm. I'll be a club leader. But say yes to opportunities to be part of teams. Yes, mm -hmm. I'll be an assistant vice president of education. Yes, I'll be part of the conference. Yes, I'll join Don Ehoff's team next year in 2022. Raise your hand and have those experiences. Be, be known for someone who, who wants to be involved, right? And visit other clubs. Mm -hmm. It is super important to mm -hmm. have a perspective outside of your club. Mm -hmm. Not every club does things the same way, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Not every evaluation goes the same way, and that's good too. Mm -hmm. Not every club newsletter or website is done the same way, and it's important to understand all those different perspectives to fill up your toolbox of knowledge, but also of people that your network of people and you can only get that by attending events outside your club whether it's visiting other clubs attending training as an area director division director attending conference attending international convention all of these mm -hmm. experiences will help enhance your skills and broaden your network and that will help you on your journey no matter what your goals are Thank you. You are already inspiring me to uh, to say yes to my club uh, <laughs> club officer role, which I thought, okay, this year I would take a break from doing any officer roles. But now with your you know inspiration, I'm like, maybe I should say yes to some of those things and definitely participate in international speech contest this year. So, so I think, as I said in the beginning, you are always inspiration to the people around you. So thank you so much, Don, for coming here and sharing your wonderful experiences. I truly, truly enjoyed talking to you. No problem. Thank you for having me, Radhika. Folks, thank you for listening to my conversation with Don Dehoff. Don is one of the most influential leader in District 40 and served in multiple leadership roles. He's going to be the district director for upcoming program year and is looking for passionate Toastmasters to join the team. Don enjoys meeting and mentoring members and continually looks for ways to help others to develop themselves. Hope you have enjoyed our conversation and don't forget to provide your valuable feedback. 
this is a very special episode for me as I have completed one year journey with the podcast. I am very grateful for the opportunities to meet and talk to several incredible Toastmasters in the past one year and learn so much from them. I truly hope these experiences had inspired and helped my listeners as well. A big thank you to each and every one of you who supported and encouraged me throughout this year. Looking forward to continue this journey with you. Thank you.